cool and refreshing, like the slopes. <laughs> what if they had pineapple trees all where you skied? Do you think I'm sure they? Like I'm sure. I think in like China, there's indoor ski places and stuff. Like I they, think there's one in Dubai. Yeah, it's like completely man-made. So I think in that case, there are pineapple plants. I don't think they're trees. I think they're like bushes. We looked it up. I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that they, in that case, yeah, probably. Well, if you haven't had Monster Ultra Gold, pineapple flavor, unbelievable. As we basically sled our way into spring, treat yourself to a little pineapple. Nothing says spring like pineapple. Nothing says spring like 55 degrees in a... Monster, and you you haven't put a shirt on all day. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says spring like starting to worry about your sodium intake so you don't retain water, so you don't look bad at the pool. And that is our topic for today. Sodium intake and its effect on your body composition and your weight and looking past noise, basically. So... Let's start to talk about this. What do you want to tell us the story of pizza? <laughs> or the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Oh, gate, the, the old the old Pittsburgh gate, yeah. <laughs> um, well essentially this whole thing is it can be summed up in the story of like you're on, you've been on doing well, following whatever you're supposed to be eating for eating clean, if you will, for like a week multiple weeks and then it gets to Saturday and you're like you know what we are going to put Papa John's out of business because we're going to go so hard with pizza (laughs) and then I deserve this (laughs) so you get it and you know maybe some boneless wings before you're four slices deep you're like this is unbelievable I'm going to keep going and you just blow it up the next day, you wake up and you feel awful. You're super inflamed. You look like uh, you, you're obese and you've never worked out before. And then also, <laughs> you're super thirsty and you just feel awful. And you're like, that is insane. And then you step on the scale and you're like, that's crazy. I've gained eight pounds since last night. That's absurd. So that's the story, kind of pizza and <laughs> water the, retention. That's the background. You could throw in a crumble cookie in there, yeah, too, a crumble just to cookie. cap it off. So we've experienced this several times. And I've experienced it for most of my adult life and just never understood what was going on. I literally just thought I got five to nine pounds fatter <laughs> in 72 hours. But in reality, that's not what was happening. So pizza's a prime example because it's so high in a relative sense in sodium so you have this giant bolus of sodium and your body is really good at regulating itself so because your sodium level goes up it's looking to find balance so it it starts to retain water basically to keep everything in like homeostasis and what that does is a lot of that water is stored subcutaneously so it makes you look super puffy. So even if you were pleased with your physique prior, if you eat enough pizza, it will, you'll, you'll look a little rugged. Actually, well, we could talk about if you get like a tremendous pump. But like, yeah. 
so basically what we're kind of going to kind of talk about is the effect that this has in terms of causing temporary um, non-material changes to your body composition and to your weight, but if you're not careful, can really throw you off your plan. And even if you're using like a tracking app, um, can throw that off too. So it's really important to understand this within the broader scope. I think it's not disclaimer that it's not just limited to pizza. Like if you, it doesn't, it happens also <laughs> if you uh, like go 10 tacos deep at Condado and then hit Jenny's after and then Johnson's. Both. Have yeah. you done both in one day? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, anything that's a lot, has a lot of salt. So restaurant food generally can be a source of this if you see a big weight spike or if you have something you can pinpoint as being outside of your normal diet. Now, if your diet is super, super random, it's going to be hard to pinpoint this, and you may, in fact, always be inflamed. I was talking to a client on the phone uh, earlier in the week, and we were talking about things, changes that he's made to his diet, kind of per our recommendations. He was talking about how much better he feels, and then effectively, you know, we are noting that prior to this, there's a good chance because of what he was eating, he was in a constant state of inflammation. Um, and so when that goes away, you just feel a lot better. What do you have to add to that? <laughs> That's it. No. Um, so obviously this is something that we paid a lot more attention to, um, kind of in the midst of my first prep and realizing, like, how sodium does affect how you feel and how your body looks um, and how just monitoring your intake can drastically change that. Um, and so obviously in the midst of prep, I had to purposely hit specific sodium targets um, for certain days and then essentially deplete it down to nothing. And that's part of like my peak week protocols to obviously make myself look as lean as possible um, on top of normal diet and nutrition. Yeah, so I think that's, you're right. You hit the nail on the head. That was the first time we probably all became like very acutely aware of the role it plays because you were, and now again are, measuring all of your sodium intake. So keeping it under a certain level, and you can talk a little bit more about that, and just what the that effect that has, even down to what you're drinking, obviously what you're eating and how you're seasoning your food or not, or not going to restaurants because you have no control. Even stuff like energy drinks, like you drink certain ones basically because of sodium, because of the huge effect that it has on weight and physique. So maybe let's talk a little bit more about that because I think obviously your example is an extreme one because it's in competitive physique sport, but the rules apply. Just the magnitude of how the rules apply is higher, but the rules aren't any different than anyone with uh, who's looking to improve their body composition, which we can assume is effectively almost everybody. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, the guidelines set down by, like, the FDA and everything else, like, like this is your normal caloric intake. They give you a, a normal, like, sodium intake level. Um, and the majority of people, especially in the United States, are 
like at double and triple that normal amount very easily because there's so much sodium and so many things. And so a lot of people who don't pay attention to nutrition labels and think, oh, I'm going to do like a healthy meal option via this lean cuisine, pop it in the microwave really easy at work. I'm doing great. But then the reality is, is that's got like a third of your amount of sodium intake for the day. Um, and so obviously in prep, I had to pay attention to everything that I was eating and looking at um, the sodium content in everything that I was consuming, whether it was liquid or food. Um, and obviously if you've listened to our podcast for a an extended period of time, you know that we enjoy caffeine in all various shapes and sizes, and uh, Monster Energy drinks are one of my favorite kind of go-to, um, but they have a lot of sodium in them per can, and when you're only allotted a certain amount for the day, uh, it's like, would you rather have some mustard or hot sauce on your food or drink something that has some energy in it? Yeah, I think that's those are such interesting points. And I think as a take-home for everybody, if we look at like the broad population and why their sodium intake is so high, it's because their intake of processed foods is very high. And so even things that are purported as being quote-unquote healthy, lean cuisine being like a decades-old example of something that's like theoretically healthy but practically certainly not as healthy as if you just made it yourself – those things, the things that tend to last forever, and you can just pop them in the microwave and eat them, also tend to be really high in sodium. And so if that makes up a considerable part of your daily diet, fair to say your diet's pretty high in sodium. And I think you could just extrapolate that to anything that comes like in a bag or a box or a package and is shelf stable, it is, you need to keep your eye on that. <clears throat> Certainly there are exceptions, but it's probably going to be fairly high in sodium. And if it's one thing after the other like that that you're eating, uh, my guess is your your sodium intake may be a little higher than it, it maybe needs to be. I'd say even like canned vegetables, like stuff, yeah. that, things that you like think would think you're like, oh, it's vegetables in a can, like there's nothing else in it, have like an absurd amount of sodium in them. So I think kind of like you said, just being like cognizant of looking at the back of a package, you'd be stunned at everything and understanding that natural things like a chicken breast if you just put it on put it in the oven doesn't have it's like effectively no sodium because it's a naturally occurring thing but all those processed items have it yeah and so i think for me obviously being in kind of a a different level of needing to monitor my sodium intake um it went very quickly downhill when I decided to start my first meal with some Frank's hot sauce on my ground turkey and realized, yeah, that was pretty much a fourth of my sodium intake for the entire day. Um, and so it was just at that point, again, just paying attention to any label. Uh, peanut butter or other nut butters are another uh, high source of sodium. So if you like to get your fats in that way, um, again, just kind of something that you can monitor. And again, obviously we started the podcast talking about quote unquote unhealthy food, right? Like pizza, enjoying yourself. Um, but even eating clean, eating healthy meals. Um, and if you're not paying attention to that, 
can lead to some water retention because your sodium intake can be so high. Yeah, I think that's where the, there's a little bit of magic and a little bit of understanding your own body is if you're eating quote unquote clean. And when we say that, we mean basically like whole unprocessed food, like the perimeter of the grocery store, the produce section, the meat section, uh, that kind of stuff. Things that uh, you could put like frozen vegetables in there. Um, things that perish, things that are only going to last basically until your next trip to the grocery store um, and that require some preparation. So a lot easier to manage your sodium intake there, but you still can overshoot it if you tend to heavily season your food. Uh, and I do. I tend to salt fairly heavily. Amanda's shaking her head right now. Uh, you can still have a significant sodium intake, um, but if you know, and a lot of that's okay. Like your body needs sodium, so it's, the idea is not to cut it down to nothing because that is not a good idea. But the goal of this is for you to have a sense of where you are and where your kind of point of balance is, and then to be able to understand and manage it when you go out of balance. And maybe that's what we should talk about next is like, let's say you are going to have, you know, we'll use pizza because it's such a good example because it just blows you up. But you could put in 20 different things in this where you do have a lot of sodium or Chinese food um, and you notice you're super thirsty after having that and you're not going to the bathroom, you're not peeing very much, chances are you're like retaining water. And so let's say the next time you're, you're tracking your body weight as a means of body composition change and you skyrocket up, you're up five pounds. What do we do? And maybe uh, just as importantly, if not more, what do we not do when we see that happen? Well, First and foremost, you don't stress out because you didn't gain five pounds of fat overnight from one meal. Uh, and that's a reality. And that's something that's very difficult for people, especially people who do track their weight consistently. Um, you are going to have ups and downs, and this is part of that process. Um, but if you have a meal that is out of the norm um, and you see a pretty big spike, this is why. And so drinking a lot of water, ensuring that you're staying plenished in that regard, and then your body will kind of do its natural thing uh, to help flush that out. I'd say just, yeah, get back to your normal normal thing. You know what I mean? If it's Friday night, then Saturday morning, even if you feel a little off, you're back to your normal, whatever you would normally, your quote-unquote clean breakfast and for the rest of the meals in the day instead of letting that throw you off for another day because then you're even further behind so i'd say just as quickly as you can even if it's later that night even if it's a meal after just get back to your normal routine and your your body wants homeostasis so it'll like within 24 hours effectively figure itself out maybe longer for some people but relatively quickly for me yeah I think that for most people, uh, our clients in general tend to not think that we don't engage in these sorts of things. Obviously, right now, myself is excluded, but we do have these things in our diet. Not often, but we do. Um, but we manage them because we manage every single thing else. We're dialed in the rest of the time. And if we've listened to other podcasts about nutrition inconsistency, I, 
then one day, again, doesn't matter, one meal doesn't matter, uh, just get back on track and keep keep moving forward. Yeah, I think the big thing that you wouldn't want to do, so maybe we'll talk about specifically, is slash your caloric intake when you at the first sign of something like this. And I think that's exactly what people tend to do, especially if you have weight loss goals. You're trending in the right direction, trending in the right direction, and you see this big spike and so you're, even if you knew that you're a little bit off plan at some point, uh, your initial thing is to change something really hard immediately to compensate for that. So I'm just going to cut my food so I go back to trending in the direction I want to, or I'm going to cut my water. I'm retaining a lot of water. Well, I'll just drink less. And so what, what both are mistakes. Um, you don't want to cut your food because you it's not reflective of the actual progress you're making. And if you cut your water, it'll just cause your body to retain more water. You'll just stretch out this process and possibly make it worse. So what you want to effectively do is drink more water and change nothing with your nutrition and allow everything a few days to return to normal. And you'll see this happen. For me, it takes about 72 hours. But I'll see it uh, return back to balance or homeostasis and you just pick up right where you left off the cool thing is i think this is going to be a great opportunity for you to learn about yourself so if we think about health and body composition is the ability to exert control over your body and understand what your body's doing and why and when the goal would be to learn from an experience like this and understand like okay if i eat pizza this is what happens and it lasts about 72 hours and I feel this way and so therefore it's not that I'm not going to do it but I can expect this to happen and, and roll that in account for it in my broader plan yeah so I think we hit on kind of what happens if like what are the effects of eating too much sodium or consuming too much sodium and how to kind of avoid it when so you hit on it and we don't we're not advocating that you want to consume as little as possible, um, especially if you're just in a kind of recreational, want to improve your body composition and not have physique sport goals. Um, so when do we want to consume sodium? So obviously we want, we need to consume it. It's a necessary thing for us to keep living, but are there certain times or certain periods when we want to uh, consume it, whether that be before a workout, after a workout, in the evening, in the morning, spread out consistently throughout the day. One day per week, take all of it in, don't do anything for the rest <laughs> like of the a, week. Like a deer salt lick where you're just getting after it all day. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Boy, no, you definitely don't want that. Again, it's there are daily recommended doses that you're supposed to have, right? Your daily intake. And I believe that's 2000 milligrams for the average person. Um, and so again, it just being cognizant of what you're doing, um, post-workout, uh, electrolytes like replenishing, especially during the summer times or as we get towards, uh, warmer months and you're sweating more, um, sometimes your body just needs that. And so that's why they talk about having electrolytes like post-workout or throughout your workout. Um, and so just being mindful of that then, if you are uh, a person like me, like I get really thirsty in the midst of summer months workouts. 
because I tend to sweat a lot when I work out. Um, and so it's important for me to kind of pay attention to that throughout the course of my workout and then immediately after. And then again, just kind of monitoring it throughout the day and just making sure I'm not having crazy spikes from something else. So, so what about, uh, so obviously after your workout, I think everyone's like heard like slam a Gatorade in the middle of summer. Probably don't actually do that though. For the majority of people, that's not a good idea, but (laughs) like electrolytes, what about before, especially in a hypertrophy based sense, when do we want to uh, consume salt or sodium and when would it be advantageous potentially for our training? Well, so I think you want to focus that in terms of maybe prior to workout. So in the morning, and obviously this is contingent on when you're going to work out, but also peri-workout. So in and around basically is if you have some electrolytes there, especially if you are, if you have a longer session, even if it's not one, if it's the middle of winter time and you're not sweating that much, if you have a session that is longer and sort of generally depleting you, that's a good opportunity to make sure you have some electrolytes in there. Um, and this could take, in some cases, the form of something like Gatorade because it does have sodium in it uh, for that reason. Uh, another good, really good source is pink Himalayan sea salt. So um, you could put that, first you could just have some like with your morning water. But aside from that, if you're going to do it intra-workout, you can just put a little pinch in your whatever you're going to drink during your workout. And that could be a protein shake. Um, it could be obviously some kind of a you know carbohydrate shake um, or it could just be water. And so that's going to help you stay in a decent electrolyte balance. And you'll notice a little performance uptick with that too. Probably notice that you have uh, bigger and better pumps potentially as well. Yeah, and I'd say, like you said, like, depending on when you work out, but add it to the meal that you eat before. So like I tend to have breakfast or my first meal before I go to work out, like probably an hour before. So I just add uh, some pink Himalayan salt to that meal. And then it's not even, not even really noticeable. It's not even something that you have to really think about. You're just sliding the plates on. Yeah. It's basically pretty much, that's it's where pretty much such a performance uptake that like one, before I was doing like one plate on everything and now I'm like up to three or four. Just over the salt. course in like a week. Yeah. Don't lie to people. It's crazy. It's it's, not. it's only what it's only because I'm nineteen though, so everything's oh. just There's no bumping. direct yeah. correlation between salt <laughs> and in your strength. <laughs> what if there Please was? do not if, believe that statement. What if people listen to this and they and then everyone was all salted up for this week and there's like, nothing happened. And they're gonna be beyond Absolute, bloated absolutely and going nothing like, happened. Well, I did what they said, but now I'm just super, super puffy. Yep, exactly. Because you went too far. Mass moves mass. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> gotta you know what they say, gotta eat big to get big. We've gone so far astray Another at one, this point. More no, plates, no. more dates. No, so, no. yeah, with this performance uptake, maybe you're, you know, catching a, you know, got to be fly to catch honeys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and with that. So I think the moral of this long story is to understand the effect that sodium intake has on your body acutely and over time and in terms of performance, but not allowing yourself to get thrown off by it. So there's uh, 
important trends that you want to follow, and those would be weekly and sort of monthly, longer-term trends in terms of the changes that you want to exert. And then there's things that you want to kind of ignore, noise, basically. And it would be daily fluctuations in your weight that could be caused by things like water retention, stress, which is another source of water retention, uh, things like that. And those things we want to look past and just sort of seek to manage them, but not create wholesale changes based on those. For sure. And it, it's definitely not recommended that you weigh yourself every day. No. Don't get so anal about it that you're like, well, I had this much salt and now I weigh this. And then I didn't have this and now I weigh this. No. Two, maybe three times a week is plenty in terms of weighing yourself and being able to look at trends and seeing how different things affect your body. Food, salt, water, exercise, sleep. Yeah, I was going to say sleep when you were saying like stress. Uh, I think I've noticed with myself sleep is a huge one in terms of retaining water or just not even like not even necessarily with the scale, but like I think everyone uh, has had that experience where maybe you're traveling and you're kind of two nights of sleep. So like before and then after thrown off, if maybe you're getting up early or you're catching a flight or you're just adjusting to wherever the new hotel room whatever it is, which that's probably a whole nother podcast about how your environment completely affects your sleep. But, and you just look at yourself in the mirror and you're like this, the, the, something's going on. But that's great. you could be completely dialed in with everything that you're eating. Right. And that's why we always discuss like, it's the entire package, right? There's not one thing that's magically going to make you the fittest person on earth and have the best physique that you want to have. There's so many things that go into account or that come into account when looking at your overall health and wellness uh, and why we encourage you to always be thinking athletes about everything that you do inside and outside of the gym. Boom. I think that caps it off. All right. I didn't know you were like a commercial. That was great. Yeah. An exemplar. As one might say. So just to cap it off even more, how much how much sodium are you going to have today? Uh, and then this week, to give them a little taste of what it's like oh to be boy. in uh, peak, peak week, week. Depletion week. Depletion week. So uh, normal amounts uh, for the first three days of the week, uh, and then it will slowly drop off to nothing uh, through Friday and then Saturday uh, to get that nice little pump on stage, I get to actually add a little sprinkle of salt to some Gatorade and kind of sip on that as I am backstage preparing. Preparing to step on throats, get some get some medals. Uh huh. Six uh-huh. out now. Uh huh. <laughs> where can where can people catch updates for your show? My show. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, obviously. My personal account, we will update some things through the Aerobic Power Builder. Uh, there may be a live stream of the show itself on Facebook through Dave Lieberman's uh, site for the Natural Ohio. Um, but yeah. I was going to say maybe a live stream through APB, but then it would end up being just your face or like your finger covering the, the top yeah <laughs> not, not do well not you do just well. everyone gets a live stream of you your face watching me just furiously trying to fix the phone <laughs> not the best video or you've ever met in your life no definitely not
but that's okay. Well, anyway, start getting excited for that. In the meantime, manage your salt intake. Not too much, not too little. Don't get caught up in the noise. Keep thinking about it. See ya. Use code RYE, R-Y-E, capital, for, to save money on core nutritionals.